Hello, hello. We are live. Actually, we were chit-chatting so much in the in the background there, and we lost track of time. It's like, hey, it's go time. Good morning. <laughs> I guess when you're having a great time, you lose yeah, time, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, good morning, everyone. Welcome to uh to Coffee Time uh, with Marie Teresi and uh, CPA. For those of you returning to the show, uh, welcome back. For those of you who are new to the show, please uh, make sure to put a hands up or a thumbs up uh, in the chat so we know you are new. Uh, for those of you who are listening in, um, so I have to make sure to welcome you as well. Uh, I, I, I hope you are able to find us on the different channels we are at. Uh, we are on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google, Google Podcasts, uh, Amazon Music, and so many other uh, channels as well on audio. So you can follow us, share, download, and listen on the go. Um, of course, uh, um, I want to encourage you always to to like, share, subscribe uh, to the channels that you are watching or listening to us. Um, and that way you also know whenever we have uh, uploaded or we are going live uh, with a new show. So we go live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Um, uh, you know, we are here in Miami. Always a wonderful weather here. So... Um, Anyway, um, just a quick intro, Marie Torres, I'm here, a certified public accountant and a chartered global management accountant, an experienced auditor and a CFO. Um, I'm currently uh, working, uh, I'm excited to say that, you know, as a, a great girl, I'm working on my uh, the coaching certification. So, you know, as a, as a business uh, transformation coach, I'm going to be able to not only help uh, our clients with uh, the financial side of, uh, uh, you know, business uh, uh, strategies, but also from the sales and marketing. So I'm super excited about that. Um, so and I've authored a couple of books. I have an ebook uh, that's called uh, um, A Business Owner's Guide to Operational Accounting. And I will uh, put the, the link in the chat. And uh, uh, the other one is A Complete Guide to Business Growth. And that's available on Kindle. And I will also put that link in the chat as well. Um, as always, my featured guest is my friend and a tax colleague, uh, Pedro Gonzalez, CPA. Good morning, Pedro. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, yes, we were having a, a good time uh, <laughs> backstage. Uh, Pedro Gonzalez, uh, business and tax strategist, uh, tax season is here. So, and uh, that's what we're here for, to help you in your uh, tax strategy. Now is a good time to start thinking about 2022 and start doing some tax planning for this uh, coming up here. Um, mm -hmm. So we'll be discussing a couple of things later. So I simply will tell you that uh, we're here to help you in uh, at least a very three uh, strong fronts, and that's going to be tax planning to help you reduce your taxes, uh, improve your cash flow. And, you know, cash flow is king. doesn't matter uh, either be at home or any kind of business. And uh, number three, exit strategies. You know, we're all going to exit. It just depends how we're going to exit. Uh, we um, we have the, the ebook on the real estate investor uh, tax strategies. Again, well received. Uh, we encourage anybody that is in interested in learning or in, uh, looking into real estate investing uh, to download the, the ebook. It's free. Uh, it has some good material. It follows with uh, a seven-day e-course, uh, additional uh, information, and then follow after that with uh, newsletters that will keep you up to date on real estate uh, taxation issues. 
Yes, it's awesome. So basically, guys, between the both of us, you have a business coach, you have a tax advisor and, and everything in between. So uh, we are so excited to help you with that. So just a quick uh, uh, you know, summary of things we've covered in the past. Uh, in the past few months, we've talked about you know, self-employment, uh, tax, other tax-related issues, different tax due dates. Of course, we'll always try to keep you up to date with anything that's coming up new. Um, uh, we've also done a series on tax planning, so I really welcome you to go back and check those out. And as, as uh, Pedro mentioned, it's super important to start tax planning early on. You don't want to wait until the end of the year. At that point, it's kind of too late. It's, there's no more time to plan it out. So that's why planning is kind of, you want to start early on. So, um, and uh, the other, we've also covered uh, buy-sell agreements, partnership agreements, uh, employee retention credit. This is something we covered a couple of sessions ago. Um, we've also covered, uh, you know, success mindset, entrepreneurial mindset, uh, defined gig work, practice, hustle, all these keywords people throw around and what does it really mean? Um, and then actually last week, special guest, David Chair, uh, you know, and, and it was a really cool conversation. It was about, uh, you know, uh, how how mortgage, uh, you know, uh, brokers and, and lenders actually handle self-employed individuals, right? Because it's just much more difficult for a self-employed individual to get, you know, mortgage uh, uh, um, for, for themselves. So David walked us through that. And I really welcome you to go back and check that that the last week's show to get more information on that. So. But today, today we have some, you know, it's, we're coming back to our war stories kind of thing because Pedro and I love doing this. Uh, war stories are basically, you know, situations we have encountered, you know, through either our clients or prospects or people we are currently helping out. Um, so, um, you know, but before that, you know, I'll let Pedro just cover, uh, maybe uh, give us the, the heads up on the the. The latest tax due dates, you know, and uh, and then later, you know, I'll intro one of the the subjects that we are working on. <laughs> Very good. So yeah, the, the war stories, you know, it's it's a way for you know we, we like to share because that we also learn. You know, we can learn from in essence from situations that we see uh, happening, so we can learn from that, and that's why we share it with uh, our audience, so then they can also mm -hmm. learn from that. Let's start with the the tax deadline. Uh, this year is April 18th, uh, which is uh, this coming up Monday. Now, I have been asked uh, why April 18th and not this Friday, which is April 15th. And that is because the day after uh, Washington, D.C. has a holiday, uh, I'm trying to remember, Emancipation Day. And because of that, uh, the reason is April 18th. Uh, don't ask me much more than that, but that's that's the way it has been. Uh, and so because of that, you have a little extra time. So just be glad that you have a couple extra days to <laughs> pile those those extensions. Uh, yes, it's a free three extra days for you. Exactly. So, if, uh, uh, so get it get it done. Uh, if, if you happen, if, for anybody listening, if you are in Massachusetts or Maine, you have on Tuesday, uh, April 19th, because uh, uh, of a holiday observance on those states are called Patriot Day. So for mm. those, on those states, they have even one more day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
but okay. uh, ex extensions, extensions. You know, what I mean, uh, make sure that that you do. If you need extra time, I, 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 you know, I tell people, listen, instead of rushing through and making mistakes, uh, it's better to to file the extension, especially if you have complex returns. You know, you mm -hmm. have investments, real estate. Uh, you know, you have very complex returns. Uh, I, I would encourage you to to uh, file an extension. You know, do an estimate. Now, pay. Uh, remember that the extension is an yeah. example to file and not extension to pay. So, pay what you know an estimate with that. Avoid Absolutely. unnecessary penalties, and then you can go ahead and uh, use that uh, to give you some extra time. Mm -hmm. to to properly prepare your return yes excellent and and we've covered this a few times and i'm glad you mentioned it again um so um so going into one of our award stories so we have currently uh a client that uh, she came to us with you know with, with quite a concern and uh so give, giving everybody who's watching today uh and, and whoever is listening uh, you know, a little background on, on, on her. And of course, we won't give any names or anything. It's just the, the concepts, right? Um, ideas, situations to help you keep an eye out or, you know, just prep yourself. Um, the, 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 the lady is, uh, you know, she was married and her husband actually handled um, all of the tax filings, anything related to the house finances, uh, you know, mortgages and all that stuff, payments. And she just, you know, handled her, you know, daily work or her household, whatever. So unfortunately, her husband husband passed away, and she had absolutely no idea what tax returns were filed. She did not have any access to records. She had no access to his computer. She did not even know where to start. And of course, in the midst of all this grief, she did not even know really what to handle first. Um, and of course, as other, uh, you know, as, as she came out of her grief, there was other, you know, situations that arose that there was possibly some loans taken out in both their names that she was now stuck with. Um, so long story short, <clears throat> uh, you know, she wanted to resolve this big gap of, you know, years of possibly her husband may have not filed the tax returns and she's not aware if the, they are filed. Yeah. So she came to us to help guide her as to what she should do you know how she can she be good with the irs and make sure that everything is done well but at the same time there was a part of her life where she was not really handling that and how can she kind of like take responsibility on something now that she really had no nothing to do with it at the time she was trusting her husband her spouse to to take care of that so uh, this is the overall concept of how the the the, the client came to us. So I'll, I'll open it up for Pedro to kind of start filling it in um, of how we're going to be handling her situation. Well, um, one of the options is uh, the innocent spouse, uh, you know, because in, in her case, I mean, uh, I would not say that optical in all, all situations, but uh, it, it, you know, she could qualify for that because, again, mm -hmm. of the circumstances, she she was not really involved, and, and it's not unusual. It happens, and uh, you know, the bottom line is when you encounter a situation like that, is to quickly gain uh, some guidance about how to address it. Yeah, I understand, you know, the the, the grievance of you know the loss and all of that, mm -hmm. but the quicker you can at least or engage somebody to at least uh, help you to address uh, the situations with taxation, 
uh, it will it will help you uh, mitigate potential unnecessary headaches. Uh, you know, which it comes into penalties. Some of them can be abated. Uh, some of them can be at least uh, reduced, negotiated. Uh, the sooner, the better. Uh, so yeah, there, there'll be some uh, some research that has to be done. But like you said, you know, we don't know at this moment what returns have been filed. Right. Uh, you know uh, exactly in the the records uh, that were kept. Uh, you know so, um, but again in situations like that, it, the best thing to do is to quickly engage uh, somebody to at least represent you, uh, power of attorney, then at least help you start uh, having a communication with the IRS, and uh, it is is the best uh, scenario for you. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So. So that's one of the steps that we'll be taking on her behalf to make sure. And then, um, so you mentioned the, uh, the what was this, spouse? Uh, the innocent spouse. The innocent spouse uh, thing. Yeah. Okay. So this was something that, that came up as well, where uh, she had asked someone, another accountant, CPA, and they, they had told her, uh, oh, no, you don't qualify. So would you be able to kind of walk us through some of the, what 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 is a qualification and what should and another let's say accountant or CPA that might be listening in uh, should be doing before they just assume that it's not it's not it's not applicable because <laughs> I yeah. think it's our job as you know public servants right to be able to say hey let's take a look at it let's really work through the mm -hmm. the qualifications and see if there's a possibility. Uh, and, you know, because we don't want to give complete hope, but you also don't want to break up the hope either. Um, you know, we want to be able to say, handle it with care and say, let's take a look at it. Let's look at yeah. all these different situations, the qualifications and see where we go. Yeah. I mean, it, it, like the name uh, states, I mean, that it, I could, will summarize it. It's in essence, sure, sure, somebody that has, in essence, been uh, disassociated with of the financial transactions of the household. Yeah, you know I mean that's right. basically what happens. Is uh, somebody has dedicated himself or herself to either the the caring for the house or something like that, the the raising the children, and and then the other spouse is the one that has been in essence either be he or she in charge of the in essence the finances. Mm -hmm. So you know, I will not tell you that that what this uh, individual guarantee will qualify we'll have to uh, do a little more investigation but based on the preliminary information it seems like she would qualify now you know usually it happens in those situations where one party is in essence you know it, it signs a return but has no idea now that having no idea what the return is also goes into their education their their ability mm -hmm. to, to discern because even you might not be involved in right. the finances, but based on your education, for example, let's say yourself right now, you as a CPA, you know, to, to say, well, I uh, I took a sabbatical and over the next uh, X number of years, I'm going to dedicate myself to raise my family. Yeah. My husband is the one that took care of my, my the taxes. Well, they will look at you and say, well, listen, but Marie, you, you have the expertise to at least have right. spotted something didn't make sense. Something doesn't right. cut out. You know what I mean? So this, you know, you have to go further and investigate that this person really was so disconnected and mm -hmm. was simply signing because we're filing a joint return. Right. Uh, and so, you know, and, and uh, but I would not discard the, the possibility there. In addition to that, uh, there is a, uh, 
reasonable cost for uh, when you can file a, a return late. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, death being one of the cases, illnesses, uh, major illnesses, the situation of COVID-19 for those people that were uh, affected by that. Uh, in some cases, you can, you know, again, under reasonable cost, you can also file file late and try to, you know, at least uh, reduce some of the, the penalties and, and, and interest in, in some of these cases. Yes, absolutely. Just uh, I'm checking in some chats, but uh, there's some. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, and then for, from my end, I, I think when, especially when it's a, a case of you know, uh, you know, a, a married couple or partners or whatever, when they're filing, I, I think. It, at least from my end, I, I feel that it's important for the for them to review it with their accountant CPA and not just sign it off right away, um, because that happens quite a lot. Where you know, even as an individual, you might yes, you know, you do want to have trust in your CPA and accountant that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, but don't be afraid to ask the question: What does this exactly mean? For example, uh, you know, on Monday we had a call with one of our clients, you know, just wrapping up and reviewing the final return before we send it to her for a signature, right? Like that's something that we want to do because we want to bring that type of information. We want to educate our clients. We want them to feel empowered and they understand what they're signing Correct. instead of just signing off, uh, you know, um, especially if they're still starting out and the business, the business concept and this type of taxation is a new thing for them. So I, I highly encourage uh, all, you know everyone to whoever's your CPA or accountant or tax filer always ask the question you know it's it's not that you don't trust them it's just that you should understand what you're signing you should understand what the numbers are in um, for example if if your if the, your business stuff you know uh, business numbers are put into the system review it put schedule c or if it's a uh, you know another schedule as eleven twenty, whatever the schedule is for the business look at the numbers don't be afraid to review the numbers before you sign off on it because hey mistakes happen when we're filing out so uh you know don't feel don't feel uncomfortable that you cannot you know review it please go ahead do that i think you should <laughs> yeah. um yeah. so yeah and then, um, so uh, on, also still a little bit on this uh, one on this uh, specific client. So one of the things we we had also recommended is that um, no matter what it what happened in the past, the best thing is to start filing from the year that they are now, uh, let's say, uh, single, right? You know, even if the, the the partner passed away or whatever it is, to start filing from the year that they are now, and start going backwards. Correct? Yeah, you know the the. It, it depends. I mean, I, I would say that, that if there's several years uh, past, uh, if you can, if you can get, if you cannot get uh, quickly the, the the last, I would suggest a minimum of three years. You know, what I mean, to file. Now, mm-hmm. what could happen in situations is that obviously the the most recent is what is quickly and readily available. So you right. can really file that one. But uh, what happens too is in cases, uh, for example, you say in year, uh, if, especially if you have any kind of flow throughs, uh, and then you go back and uh, you have to file. You know, you you could you could you know if ideally what you should do is, is file the last three years at once. 
you know, oh, got it. Together, okay. gather together if possible. I understand at times what happens is when there has been such a, a gap and the you know the records might not be ready available instead of waiting and continue delay and say well well you know i cannot really get my information for let's say uh right. now 2019. i understand you know with covid uh so and so relocation I, I don't know some someone kind of boxes and stuff like that but i do have 2021 ready right now well let's get 2021 at least uh, let's start getting yes. compliance Right, understood, understood, and of course that that is that is something that happened with our client where she couldn't get the records because they were in you know in the, the spouse's computer and was locked with a yeah. password and nobody could get in there, so she couldn't actually access any records. Um, so, um, so understood. So that's uh, the the recommendation is to file uh, three years, the last three years right away, but if not, at least start with. The most available one with the record right. and then right. go backwards as soon as possible as soon as possible because again it goes back to to uh your in essence your attitude towards addressing the situation i mean because then you can show that i have the willingness to to get in compliance this event happened and as soon as i could i got myself in compliant and i went with the most recent information i have instead of waiting and delaying the process even further right <coughs> excuse me yes it's always showing the good intention the good faith correct absolutely absolutely um okay um so we have another uh interesting case that we're, <laughs> we're working on this was this was uh, uh to me it was very interesting um well we have a a, a, a gentleman that um, is a partner uh, of a company. Um, a few years ago, um, he got issued a 1099 directly from his one of the clients of the business, but he got issued and got paid directly into his account instead of through the business. So for that year, their tax accountant created a receivable um, so that he can pay back the money to the business because technically it should not have been directly deposited into his account. It should have first gone to the business and then from the business, he should be just getting paid his salary and then from there, anything else. So, so the, the complication now is that he's, he, if he pays, he's already paid taxes on that 1099, right? And the payment he received, but he still needs to pay the money back to the business and then still get taxed again. So it's a very interesting thing. <laughs> Very interesting yeah. situation that I was like, well, this is a Pedro situation. <laughs> yeah, this is, a, a, you know, the what happens on, on uh, basically you cannot assign income uh, to another taxpayer or entity. So what should have been done if it was intended to be an agreement, this is, again, the importance of having attorneys, uh, contracts, mm -hmm. having things uh, very well laid out because you know, for example, take yourself on, as an example. You have, let's say, Marie, the, the greatest CPA, PA. Okay, so that's your company. Yeah. So you perform your services under that entity and you invoice through that entity, you collect your fees on, under that entity. Now, Marie, CPA, separately, also sells insurance. Mm. Okay, so now she receives a 1099 Marie, right. not Marie, the greatest CPA, PA. It's Marie, CPA, receives the now the, the 1099. 
Now, Marie CPA cannot assign that 1099 to Marie, the greater CPA, PA. Right. You know what I mean? Because she wanted that to be under that. So then she pays herself a salary. Unfortunately, unless you go back to whomever issued your, your 1099, somehow you can then make the arrangements. So no, uh, the, the fees, my commissions need to be paid to my entity, not to me individual. Right. right. You can accomplish that through like uh, like you and I were discussing contractual agreements, how were the proceeds received and so on, you know, who invoiced and, and so on. Yeah. yeah. So that, so in this case, I mean, is it still possible for 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 their client to reissue the 1099s or is it something that they may have to uh, re, re, redo their tax returns? Well, not knowing the, how the arrangement, let's assume, let's assume that the, it was in fact a mistake. OK, let's assume that the there is a contractual agreement between the individual. And again, this is not legal advice. I would, you know, right, 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 right. will tell you that at least I would look at the contract. If there's a contract, the contract stipulates that the, the, the services are going to be performed by ABC Corp. Right. ABC Corp is, is, an, is the, the, the party engaged. Now, and I invo ABC Corp is the one that invoiced. And the funds from the client were, were wired or, or deposited, you know, directly to ABC Corp. That you might have a case uh, to potentially even go back. I cannot guarantee you, you know, and I, I can't remember it was a year or two years ago, but obviously the, the farther back is going to be kind of hard to, to go. But, you know, let's say there was a mistake of 2020. You can go back and tell them, listen, this, this, is, this 1099 was wrongly issued. Mm. And, potentially amend uh, and and show that the, that 1099 did not belong to the individual. It belonged to to the corporation because, again, I have my contract, I have my invoicing, I have the funds were actually deposited in, in my business. They were not depositing my personal account. So. Yeah, but yeah, and that was not the case, actually. I mean, the contract, from what I understand, is the contract is with the company but the 1099 and the payments went to the individual that performed it yeah. instead of the, the company. Yeah, that's probably was a poorly executed. And yeah. I don't know about the other advice. I'm not going to, you know, again, without understanding all the, the intricacies of the accounting part. Right. I think it was a poorly, a poor advice on that part, because now, like you said, he has now a receivable on the books and you got to remove that receivable, you know what I mean? And potentially make some corrections on, uh, on the on the tax return because I don't know you know what I, I assume that probably they did is that they they expected that to be a corporate uh, income so they right. get the the receivable and then tax also the corporation you know what I mean because I think if I'm not mistaken it was a C corp it's a, it, I believe so yeah so the C corp probably paid the tax and he paid a tax because uh, probably the irs saw the, the 1099 issued to him and said no you need to pay the tax so potentially here is to look at the, the 1120 if in fact is what we're suspecting here is that you go back and and amend the, the 1120 to alleviate some some of the taxation here correct correct i mean he might not be able to recover but then at least uh if in fact uh, the 1120 the corporation, let's say, did pay the tax on income that they it did not receive, then right. you, you ought to amend the corporate. Right. Well, 
Well, so yeah, this, this is awesome. Thank you, Pedro. This was, uh, you know, two very interesting cases we received this 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 past few weeks. Yeah, and uh, it, it was good to kind of cover them. Uh, let me see. Uh, we have uh, a few more minutes to go. Any other thoughts? Any other cool stories you have on your end you want to share with our yeah. listeners and our audience watching? They, they want uh, to be watching for a couple of things. One is the uh, stimulus check. Some people are forgetting, mm -hmm. you know, the amount is not taxable, but make sure that if you did receive it, that is not included or shown in the return as you're not receiving it. Because what happens is that some people, you know, in my case, I, I will assume that you received it unless you tell me otherwise. Yeah, right. I, still okay. ask you, I will still ask you, but if you don't have it, you don't tell me, I don't know, I'm not sure. The reason being is if, if in the software, the reason we're asking you, even if it's not taxable, is that some people in fact did not receive it. If you did not receive the stimulus check, then you can receive it with your return. Yes. That's why you got to confirm it, because otherwise, if I put uh, that you did not receive it, but in fact received it, then you're going to get a correction. You're going to get this nice letter telling you that uh, we need to either reduce your refund or you're going to owe a balance because that $1,400, you did receive it. Right. And then the IRS has sent the, the, the special forms to make sure that the people that people actually bring it with them to their tax filers. Correct. Correct. So you have at least a couple of ways to 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 find that you have the letter. You can simply look at your your statement. It was yeah. issued in March of 2021. The amount is fourteen hundred dollars per person. So <coughs> you should be able to identify <coughs> the other one. <coughs> Sorry. The other you one, okay? is, yeah. <laughs> get some water, man. <laughs> <laughs> the other one has to do with investments, and I'll be uh, brief on this. Uh, it's called the non-covered transactions, and some people are receiving uh, 1099s B from their brokerage firms, and you're gonna see that it shows a cost. Uh, it shows a cost, but the proceeds. I'm sorry, the proceeds, but that doesn't show the cost, no cost, the basis, and so. I had a case a couple of years ago when uh, somebody came to me and then uh, the prior uh, preparer submitted the return with the, the proceeds and no and zero basis, meaning that the, the whole amount was subject to tax. So what happens in those cases that the, the non-covered is that the brokerage firm is not tracking the basis. They were, because really, believe it or not, it's not until 2011, in 2012, 11 and 12 is when brokerage firm were required to start reporting this on the 1099s. Before that, it was your responsibility as an investor to track the basis. So uh, it's just basically within the last 10 years that we're seeing those statements that tells you, you know, the, your proceeds, your costs, uh, long term, short term, it's all of that. So um, so if you have those older investments, you kind of still have the situation. I have seen a couple, even this year, I was telling you before that a, a couple of people that, that uh, dispose of some of the investments yes. and um, are showing, you know, proceeds. And even they call me in panic. Oh, my God. You know, what I mean, it shows <laughs> up, you know, I share with you an amount. And it's like she was like uh, panic. <laughs> panic. <yeah. mode. laughs> I'm going to be owing so much. I said, well, no, not necessarily. We have to look at your basis. Uh, uh, she has to now dig in and find some records uh, to show uh, the basis. Right, because they're, you're only going to be taxed on the gain, on the right? Gain. So it's yes. not like the full proceeds of Correct. your sale. So yeah. if they haven't reported. So anyone that has, you know, uh, old, old investments prior to 2011, 
go back and start looking for your records. Make sure you have them ready. Because if you do sell them and they're going to report a big pro proceeds, uh, you know, you definitely are not going to be paying taxes on that. So yeah, you, um, yeah, that's yeah. a very good one. Thank you for sharing that, Pedro. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Awesome. So we are already at 31 minutes. So uh, we want to be uh, very uh, cognizant of uh, the, our, our audience's time. You know, we keep it at 30 minutes because we know our audience is mostly business owners uh, and we they are very busy. They have, uh, you know, they want to run their business. We, so we get that. So we keep it short and sweet and right to the point. So with that, um, as always, I, I will leave you guys with a quote from the motivational speaker, Jim Ron. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. I hope that we are the two of the people that you are spending your time with and learning everything from accounting, finance, taxes, business strategies, sales, and marketing coming down as well. So with that, I wish <laughs> I, 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 I wish and follow and share and like, follow and share, subscribe and all of that. Invite oh, people to watch us. Come on now. And, uh, and with that, I wish everybody a wonderful rest of your week, and I'll see you all next week. Have next a great week. one. You too. Take care.